welcome to Reworked, the podcast about our working lives. For many of us, the work we do defines our place in the world. Increasingly, we are looking for meaningful work, which is aligned to our personal values and beliefs. And we want to feel proud and positive about the relationships we build and the services we deliver. Caroline Arnold is a Bristol-based consultant and is one of the EW Group team of diversity and inclusion specialists. She is also an executive coach and works particularly with women looking to advance their careers. We met up at her hotel in between two days of training delivery and Caroline agreed to tell me more about how coaching can help individuals but also how it fits into the broader organisational picture as companies look to create progression pathways into senior positions which work for men and women equally. So Caroline Arnold, welcome to Reworked Podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm really glad we could fit this in because you are in the middle of a training delivery in um, Berkshire. I am, yep, just done two half uh, day sessions and I've got another one tomorrow. Yeah, so. so that's full on. So thank you for fitting in a quick chat with me. Pleasure. So you're obviously working for EW Group this week yes. doing um, diversity and inclusion sessions for a client of ours. But you, in in addition to being a diversity specialist, also have been coaching for a long time. And I wanted to talk to you specifically about that, really, and about your... So you you coach just women? Or particularly interested in coaching women? Particularly interested in coaching women. So I do coach men, uh, but my particular interest and focus is on women. So if a man kind of approaches me um then obviously I would absolutely coach him but just kind of the general interest is is women okay and so why why (laughs) I think just from my own personal experience uh that I wish I had had a coach when I was in the corporate environment so as an example I started my career um with Waitrose um and it as a graduate and it never I just never considered when I got the job offer and the salary which I think it was £20,000, it never, I never considered asking for a different salary. Like it just, you know, I didn't say, oh, thank you, but would you offer 21000 for example? Um, and then throughout my career, when I was, my background's HR, I uh, so did a lot of recruitment and I just started to see actually, generally speaking, it was the men when I offered them the job and the salary, they would negotiate a different package. Mm-hmm. Whereas generally speaking, the women just were delighted to have the job offer and just accepted it. So I think from my kind of personal experience and realising that if I did my career again, there were just some things I would have done differently. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of that comes with age and experience, doesn't it? But the the research does back up what you've just said, that women don't negotiate as hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, in America, uh, there's some states in America that are now... You can't ask the question in an interview, what salary are you currently on? Because they've realised that, generally speaking, women are on kind of a lower salary. And therefore, if you ask them, um, it kind of just keeps the problem going. Whereas actually, if you've decided a role is an administration, hypothetically, eighteen to £20,000, pounds, then you should be able to kind of say, actually, this is an experienced administrators say more the sort of 1920 this is all more junior this is 18 rather than thinking this candidate is on 17 therefore we'll only offer them 18 yeah 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 so how do you that sounds like a really good mm. Mm, way of managing the problem um but ha, so so talk me through some of the essential kind of 
themes that you would cover in often a coaching session with women then so you've got presumably negotiation skills yeah absolutely negotiation skills uh, a lot of it comes down to confidence so when we kind of start to explore why you why are you looking for a coach and what do you want to get from the coaching session um, usually it's because people kind of want to think about oh I want to go for a promotion so great we'll kind of go through the job description and I'll ask them you know can you go through the job description and give me examples of the competencies and they do that and I go great but you've given me an example to every single job you know competency on that job description well yeah that's why I'm applying for the job okay but do you feel like you're you know going to be challenged in that role or is it that you feel like you can do it all and therefore you're going for it so generally speaking you know women will go for a role when they can do 70 80 90 percent of the role men you know kind of a less percentage happier to be stretched absolutely Mm. so it's kind of coming back to the confidence of going for that role um and then sort of interview practice and kind of coming back to what do you want to achieve in your career and kind of giving them the confidence to then go do that and achieve that internally or potentially Mm. externally do you find then that you manage to talk out quite a few of your coaches of applying for the job that they're intending to go for not yet (laughs) um but I think it just makes them think about what they're applying for um so although they might apply for it they might guess it it's it gives them time to then think about do I actually want to accept this role Mm. and that's a bit they wouldn't have necessarily considered before they just would have accepted it or when they're kind of then they're offered it they then negotiate the package or actually I really want to work from home one day and I'm going to ask that question now rather than when I'm in that job Mm. and trying to have that difficult conversation Mm. potentially difficult Mm. conversation coaching is such a powerful tool isn't it yeah shout out to my coach Paula we're on a a break at the moment which I'm not happy about (laughs) but um it's just yeah that's has transformed my life actually um what tips would you have for men or women looking for their first coach where do they go how do you find somebody I mean recommendations is obviously helpful yeah absolutely so recommendations is is brilliant uh your company might have internal coaches so one of my clients worked for a large organization um and they did have an internal coach and she had an internal coach but one of the things she wanted to explore is do i stay internally uh, or stay kind of in my current company but i then need help managing the office politics because she just felt she wasn't kind of nailing that or do I look to go externally and she didn't feel she could do that with the internal coach so the internal coach kind of helped her with the office politics I could then help her explore actually what are my other options and how do I go about that so we kind of talked about actually what does your dream job look like is it a short commute can you walk to work can you work from home um do the hours kind of are they structured or actually it's okay if you work for an hour at seven in the morning do the school run and and so that was really important to her um so yeah definitely recommendations um internally ask if there's an opportunity or come to social media linkedin so linkedin and do the search for career coach or confidence coach depending on what you're looking for um and connecting with someone and i think it's then worth having a short conversation over the phone or face to face depending on where the coach is and where you are and presumably a good coach will do that from you know no obligation absolutely. we'll just test the relationship out yeah absolutely because mm-hmm. i'll offer like a free 30 minute conversation because sometimes i will not be the right coach for that person either so 
they've got to feel comfortable, but also I've got to feel that I can help mm. you and also have the capacity to take you on. Um, so some individuals will be absolutely fine to do a coaching session over Skype. Um, so one of my clients, she had found her dream job, which was working with the United Nations in Fiji. Wow. But she was in Dublin. <laughs> and then she was off to go work in Uganda. So we were never going to meet face-to-face when I'm based in Bristol. But she was happy to do it over Skype, whereas some people will want to meet their coach. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of that logistics. Mm. And so presumably you get, as the coach yourself, you get a lot out of this relationship as well. And what's the, how does it feel to be a coach and to be, it sounds like you're sort of like troubleshooting people's, the problems of people's lives or the challenges, and it's it's professional coaching, but it's obviously often indivisible from their personal circumstances and aspirations. Yeah. So, as a coach, yeah, well, how does it, you obviously love it. I can tell by yeah. the look on your face. But <laughs> <laughs> tell me how it is. It's so rewarding. Like I started working with this client who got her dream job in Fiji in January. And I'd been, she did say with the United Nations, it's about a six months process. So I knew we were in for you know, the long game. But when she emailed me to say, oh my God, I've just got my dream job. I'm off to Fiji. I was just like, right, I'm coming to visit you. <laughs> but it was just so rewarding knowing that, you know, I'd helped her tailor her CV to that job description and then prepare for lots of interview panels over Skype. Um, so you do kind of build that relationship. And then another client, she had been a director of a company for 17 years. Um, she was taking over the managing director role. And that's quite you know different going from one of the directors to being the managing director. And how do you manage that transi- transition? And so we worked together for a, over a year, kind of once a month, had a conversation and then the last session we met um, face-to-face and we ended up having kind of lunch and we've now become friends and we kind of know each other's, you know, personal life. And so it's nice to be able to have that relationship as well and, you know, connect on that deeper personal level as well as that professional mm. level. Um, and if I see a networking event, I think, um, you know, it'd be great for her to attend, although we're not working together, I'll just ping her an email. You know, How's your Friday going? Saw this event, think it'd be great for you. And just having that kind of informal relationship mm. as well. So mm. rewarding. Great. How do you get into coaching? If anyone's listening to this and they think, oh, I could, I know, I'm good at giving advice. So I'm the person <laughs> people, t- people turn to for, um, for help. How, how, could, how can people find their way into this as a career? So my personal journey was kind of background was human resources. So I was starting to do that coaching and that training in my role. Um, I then did a NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming a Practitioner course, about 10 years ago. And I just thought, I absolutely love this. Um, I didn't want to become a coach or a trainer at that point. I just thought, this, I can see how I can kind of bring this into my work. Um, and then three years ago, I did the next level of NLP. And again, just thought, actually, I really like this kind of aspect of my HR role. Um, so set up my business and, and do kind of coaching. Um, so there's different ways. One is um, going on a coaching qualification, and I think it's finding the right coaching qualification for you. So I think it's really important to have one that is face-to-face, not just an online uh, course. Um, there's some courses that you have to then do so many hours of coaching to practice. So if you've never done coaching before, that's really useful. Um, and also to have feedback from your peers. So I've been a sort of a practice guinea pig for some of my friends who are doing coaching. Um, and we've done it over the phone, but we've had someone listen in. 
so that you can kind of get feedback. So it's finding, I think, the right course. And again, ask, you know, find a coach and ask them, what course did you do? Why did you like it? What would you do differently? Um, and going from there. Okay. So and then practicing. Roots. Definitely. Mm. Okay, great. So I'm going to ask you um, the kind of the thorny question now, which I think is topical around coaching specifically for women. So lots of companies obviously come to EW Group looking to um, increase the numbers of women in senior roles and they might have also identified that some women in the business um, don't negotiate as hard, maybe not as confident, maybe don't feel that they can make their voice heard so um, so strongly around the table um, and might devise positive action programs that include coaching for women, helping them develop all of those skills. And I feel, I just feel very strongly that that on its own is not enough for an organisation. Coaching is great and I've benefited from it and I know lots of other people who have and um, all of your experience tells us that as well. But it's not enough for organisations to break down those barriers. I mean, this applies to all different types of diversity, but we're talking specifically about gender right now. Um, so what, yeah, what are your thoughts on how, how do you, maybe how do you position coaching within that mix of different things that organisations probably need to offer? I think for me, I would probably start with it's offering coaching to everyone, but you might then sort of tailor a particular offering of coaching to women to kind of talk about negotiation or confidence, but it is open to, to everyone. And then it's thinking about actually what's our aim with this coaching. Um, if it's to get more women onto boards, okay, what are we going to do with, you know, let's say we put 50 women through coaching. How long is it for and what's our long-term goal? Because if you suddenly have in a year's time 50 women ready to step up and you don't have the capacity to do that or you still have potentially unconscious bias of um, you know, women aren't in the boardroom, for example. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to suddenly have a group of women who are frustrated mm. that they can't see anyone like them on the board or there's no opportunities or not necessarily to join the board but if there's no common opportunities or projects that are available to them or that they can go for it but they never get it mm. and none of their peers are getting it I think you'll then find that you might just have a group of women who are frustrated exactly so so it raises aspirations and confidence but then you know that's just going to lead to more disengagement ultimately and exactly disgruntlement if there's no progression routes exactly so available. I think it's you know what is it's brilliant to have coaching or mentoring or anything that kind of helps uh, men and women progress but I think it's about okay what happens after <laughs> do we have a plan of action of how we can support those women who've gone through that coaching and maybe it's we talk to them about different projects coming up or different comments um, and giving them the opportunity to apply so that you don't have this suddenly group of people who are disengaged mm, absolutely um, and also some sort of measurement as well is the thing I was thinking about you know if you yeah if you want to see a difference and you, coaching is part of your toolkit of, of bringing about change well how are you going to know you've got to where you want to get to absolutely so is it that you want more women to apply for jobs overseas or more women to go through to promotion yeah I think it's it's having that discussion about what is our aim and how are we going to measure that mm. this has been successful or not mm. and and 
having that discussion maybe halfway through the program of this is working really well or actually we need to kind of change the message or you know just having that kind of review period I guess Mm, mm, great okay so um before we wrap up I guess um it'd be useful just to get some some final thoughts from you on on kind of on the benefits of coaching really and what maybe actually a case have you got a case study of somebody I'm interested in your woman who's in the UN now Mm. any more success sort of stories like that that we can we can close with yeah I think um so another client um she couldn't decide whether to stay internally go external or set up her own business and she was just stuck because she just couldn't understand how to make that decision and so we kind of explored every option and ultimately she did decide to leave the company it was a great company but just wasn't right for her anymore she'd been there for about five years and it just wasn't right for her and her personal circumstances anymore she was having to do a lot of traveling and she that had had been what had appealed to her at the beginning but you know due to she'd had a couple of children since and just wasn't right for her so it was giving her the confidence to assess kind of the advantages and disadvantages of each option and actually for her it was looking external and then kind of finding the right company for her and having that opportunity to discuss with someone who you know it didn't impact me in terms of whether she stayed or not started her own company but I really kind of wanted really wanted her to make the right decision for her um, so she could see the benefits of coaching Um, that's a huge well it feels sounds like a huge responsibility for you but I suppose that a good coach it shouldn't be the responsibility isn't with you the good in a good coaching situation you're facilitating a person to make up their own mind and this can't obviously can't be sitting on your shoulders whether this person leaves their job and sets up their own shop or not yeah Absolutely, I think, and that's why I think it's really important to find the right coach for you and to try and have that initial conversation. Because if someone wants a coach who's going to tell them what to do, you know, I won't be the right coach, or there will, there will be a lot of coaches who, you know, would rather empower you to make the decision. So if you've made that decision to leave your company you've been with for a year, 10 years, and Hopefully it goes really well, but if it doesn't, you're okay with that decision you have made, yeah. not your coach has told you. Um, and occasionally I'll say in a session, you know, we've been kind of, I've been asking lots of questions, and they're just, you can see they're stuck. And I might say, you know, would you like me to offer a suggestion? You know, this is just kind of my thoughts. And so you know, someone might kind of say, oh God, yeah, thank you, please. And so I might kind of just throw a suggestion out there and sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't, but it just gives them the opportunity to think of something else and having a different perspective. But I kind of tailor it as, this is just a suggestion, this may not work for you, but this is what other people have done. So it's a very, very skilled job being a coach. When I said, um, you know, somebody might think they're good at giving people advice, that's clearly not enough to be a coach. Um, it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, so great to get your insights. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to buy you dinner now. Fantastic. Which is my sneaky way of trying to get a free coaching session. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Up for that. So thanks for joining the podcast. And um, I'll link to, in the episode notes, your LinkedIn page so that people can find you if they want 
to talk to you about coaching or maybe you'll be able to suggest other people other coaches to people um, and uh, yeah good luck tomorrow with your training thank you very much <laughs> great to connect I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of Reworked the Reworked podcast is a fortnightly programme and it's produced by diversity consultancy EW Group if you enjoyed the show please give us a review on the homepage or better still subscribe and then you can keep up to date with all future episodes I've been your host, Rachel Wilson, and you can find me on Twitter at RAO Wilson and at The EW Group. Join us next time for more Reworked. <laughs>